it never gets old. Happy Sunday. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Call to Action Network on Call to Action. Uh, this is uh, somewhat of a special episode. It's kind of a special episode, I guess. But you know me, it's your girl, Danny Joy, here, hanging out with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Benutio. It's me. It's me. It's PLD. And it is a happy Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's Sunday. It's You're watching this on Sunday. <laughs> You're here on Sunday. We're here on Friday. We actually yeah. did a pre-tape of this one, special scheduling, all that jazz. But I'm very excited to have it. We were going to have two weeks off. Um, we were going to do that before we had our next couple of shows planned out. Um, we hadn't gotten into a conversation with a certain someone, and we uh, decided to make a special episode of Child Action because of it. Um, I'm, I'm excited. How about you? I'm very excited about today. Look at you. Look at how excited Paul is. He's just bright and beaming with excitement right now. I love it. That's the difference between recording at uh, 11 o'clock <laughs> my time or like at night versus, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon for me now. That's okay. Uh, we don't have all further ado. Let's bring on our special guest, someone who's been on the show before. Um, you do know him. He's got a lot of opinions. He's very, uh, very excitable. He's a very brilliant individual. He, start, he started a, a revolution in different places around the league. Uh, you know him. You love him. Uh, Billy Belford. <laughs> I'm back. Back on chill where I belong. Here to tell everyone how it is and how it goes. Uh, I've never seen Paul in sunlight before. It's an eye-opening thing. I'm actually, it's actually Sunday night here. Um, Alabama already won. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm from. I'm here in the future, uh, but I'm very excited for what we have going on tonight. I'm here to. Be, I'm happy to be here with Danny Joy as always. Um, Paul's here too, um, and uh, we have a uh, another special guest this evening. He is the Jim Morrison to Mark Ellison's John Densmore. He is the creator of the movie trivia showdown, the chairman, the boss, not Bateman, that loser. He is <laughs> one Christian Harloff. That's the I can curse on this show, right? Absolutely. That's the best there fucking intro anyone's ever given me. I'll tell you that right now. Come on. Not because you call me Morrison, because you called Ellis Densmore. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and PLD, you are doing yourself an in, uh, an injustice, my friend. Of every time Danny introduces you, you should say, "It's me, PLD." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to switch it up. I'll go from yeah. the uh, the DDP to the Mario. I like that. Yeah. That's what goes on in my head, at least. Yeah, at least wear a red shirt when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll get one. I think it might be red shirt there. The uh, I'll get the overalls too. I please, can do it. So. Please. They're available at T Public, Paul. You can yeah. get red shirt for T Public. No, they're on SmackDown now. We just oh, yeah, stop it, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. came up with the idea, so we own the design. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it is now. Absolutely. Got a way to make it work, right? Right. But how are you doing, Christian? How are you doing today? Hey, man. Yeah, excited. We're, we're, we are on a roller coaster ride, and it is it is up right now, and it's going up and up and up towards uh, the 15th, which is the awards, and then right into the 22nd, into the 29th. I mean, it's, those are three big days. This is the th three biggest days probably in Schmodown history because of it's like the sign off to I, and I think that it was you guys. It was you guys that were talking about how and I, and I can't remember who made the counterpoint, but it, you guys were talking about the name of the series, the name of the, of the season, how it was called the new era. I mean, it should have been called the digital age or something. Uh, it 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 was the new era. Uh, it absolutely became the new era, bec uh, even though it wasn't intended for that. It was intended for different things. It still fit the it still fit the name because of everything that we had to do and everything had to move. So the 15th is an ultimate sign off to 
that. And now we approach, we're approaching this entire season from everything that we learned about the new era. And we are approaching it that way with the hope and the intention that the way that we used to do it will come back, but we're prepping and we're preparing for the way that we have been doing it. And the audience has accepted now the way that we do it. So it's almost going to be like this massive reward for the audience when we're doing this show. And we have these uh, these new shows that we have coming up on the Wednesday, the Thursday, the Friday, and it's digital for so long. And then that day, whenever that day might be, when I say, guess what? Starting next week, we're shooting from the studio. you know. And then I say, guess what? We're going back live. People are going to lose it because you're already so invested in all the characters and everything, too. And we're upping production and, the, and we'll get into all of this. But like the production team it has been working overtime to change the, the look of the show is going to be different this season. Digitally, there's going to be a lot of cool things that we that we are doing to um, to really turn this from what it was into this this mental sport that we that we are very proud of. I have a I have a quick question. With everything, when we do finally get to go back into in studio and live matches, do you think you might utilize some of these online matches once we do go back to in studio stuff? Yeah. So the plan the plan is this. Um, it, what it was supposed to be, uh, Brian Mitchell, who was he's he's Brian's going to be uh, do, going off to doing some new things this season. So he won't be with us this this year, but he will be doing um you know if we if we need him for for live events and stuff too, he'll be around. But um, what he and I planned out for this season before it got really bad in L.A. Um, was we were going to create the Wednesday show, which whether we had a studio or not was the digital show. So that would allow us to then do Star Wars matches, inner geekdom matches, because most of the Star Wars competitors we have are out of town. Um, most of the ones that we have, plus it's single. It's it's the single championship matches are easier to do than teams. So we said, okay, digital could be good. Digital pay-per-view for the Wednesday could be it, it's and uh, Billy, it's, uh, you guys are all wrestling fans. I mean, so the Wednesday show, if you look at it, is NXT, right? The okay. the Thursday show is SmackDown, and Friday is Raw. That's that's right. the way we're kind of looking at it with three big big pay per views, right? And the three pay per views, there's going to be one match for the first pay per view, which could be a really big match or or something really fun, like the Wildberry Civil War would be something that you could see on that one match, right? Then you have the Throwdown which could be an exciting undercard like a uh, video drew versus Jen Kemp. And then the main event could be like change versus Mara or something. Right. And then there's going to be Schmodown battlefield, which is the big pay-per-view at the end of the, the month, which could be change versus Mara. And then like, uh, you know, uh, Collins versus Dan, you know, that that's, that's the, those are the three big things that we're doing this season for pay-per-view. So to answer your question, Danny, we're going to be, we're definitely going to be doing, um, that digital Wednesday is going to stay digital whether we get the studio back or not. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. That's I do. Cool. I do like that. Another potential use for digital is actually a question we had. Like on backstage, you were talking about um, wanting to establish the minor leagues. Um, you discussed that potentially you wanted to start in March if you had your way. Uh, what needs to happen to make that happen? And can you spell out like your perfect vision of how the minor leagues would interact with the big leagues? And uh, example, for example, like would that be a way we could also use the digital format? It yes, digital. The ideal way that we would do it is that digital would be, uh, excuse me, uh, minor leagues would be uh, Tuesdays on Twitch, 
and it would be weekly on Twitch. And we would start it in March and it would go until about September or October with the idea being people that don't make the draft, put them in the minor leagues, let them play, give them records, do everything that you have to do. And then in June or July, bring more people in and have like a massive like open. And the winner, the the winners of the we'll have Star Wars, we'll have teams, we'll have Intergeeks, and we'll have everything. The winners of all those tournaments that we do for the minor leagues will get a guaranteed draft spot in um in in next season, oh, um, wow. in season nine. Okay. So that's that's kind of the idea there. Now that's not to say that during the free agency period, if there's someone who's just annihilating and someone who's in the minors is six and zero, knocking out everybody and just racking up points, and it's like that person's a killer. And one of the managers goes, "Hey, I want to try to sign this person during free agency in the second on the second half." They can do that. That's also that's that's the beauty of the minor leagues. Now, to answer the question as far as what needs to happen, and I know this is something you're going to ask in a little bit. It's all about budget. Um, I don't think that everybody understands, and nor why would you that this has to you have to run and look at everything like a business. So when we have a great day in, uh, let's say, SEN Live, when we do uh, a big day in donations, right? That's budget that goes into the potential of all of the different everybody in the pros everybody in the main show don't gets paid everybody gets paid so whether it's the managers whether it's the desk people whether, whether it's the competitors that's a lot of people so you got to realize that and plus and you're not thinking about the crew ed, you know editors freelance editors people that you have to bring in um there's there's things that that happen in general whether it's and and you're not thinking about uh the music that we have and the and the uh the graphics that we have it's a full-on operation so that's why i never treat patreon like a it's it's so past like just like hey patreon is something for if you want to support the network it's like no we are giving you a product we are giving you a a network we want to make sure that at that ten dollar we we want to treat it like streaming service we want to make sure that at the ten dollar thing and not only do you get the content but you get also added benefits for that hardcore fan that you're able to okay i'm a ten dollar patron and now instead of paying the 5.99 or the 6.99 per pay-per-view i'm gonna get all three for 10 bucks and it, it's it's like with the three with the amount of matches that we're going to be doing to me that's a steal and like and to be able to do that and get more people um to want to do it and that's also why the inclusion of more people with more audience to find in let's bring in some new people let's find a new audience let's let's do that because it's not i mean it's what people don't understand too is even with everything that's going on with sen and it's still not enough to be able to grow this thing out the way we want my marketing budget isn't even close it's it's it my marketing budget stinks it stinks because I need you need more. It's not a matter of like you see, you know, you see trolls, not not real, not real people, trolls, stinky, disgusting trolls. What they do is they're like, oh, yes, you're asking for more money. Yeah, dummy. If you want to be able to build out a business and you want to be able to build out promotion and you want people to learn about your thing, you have to spend money to make money. That is yeah. the way that business works. And that is the way like, you know, the other thing like I want to this. I work at a fraction of what I want to work at. I want to be able to have promo videos for every one of my competitors to be able to showcase all the stuff that they did. I have two editors. And last year I had one really. I mean, not, well, not fair because uh, Michael Aronson, who's a brilliant editor over at uh, Skybound, he's just on everything at Skybound. So he, when we use him, he crushes it. Like he did the, like the opening of the uh, spectacular with all, like when they're going down the hallway with all that stuff. They open that, that opening thing. He did it. 
And then Eric was taking on way too much. And so that's why I had to do, I had to make moves to try to do certain things to make sure to ensure I could use him for certain things, bring in other editors. So there's a lot that goes into it that I don't think. And like I said, why would you know? But there's a lot that goes into trying to build this thing out. Well, hopefully, yeah, people don't think that you're just Scrooge McCarloff jumping in your piles of money you're getting from us. <laughs> Paul, I make shit. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. Uh, I, it's like because the more people we bring on and the reason we're able to bring in more people in general is because of what we're able to do. You know, like I had to scale. Like if you notice on SEN, we've scaled back on panelists so I could use that to be able to bring in more people to work on post in, in MTS. You know, it's like there's you have to you've got to be able to manage stuff. You have to be able to 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 look at it the right way. And that's also why we have to make sure that we ensure that new audience is is the big priority this year. You know, we have to we have to like really aim towards new audience. And right. that the content that's on the Patreon is it it really is top tier content for at that ten dollar level. So knowing that you're gonna get so much more uh next season, it's it really is. Thank you. Phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, it's well. Not like it's you're, a bad you're not thing. only getting those those pay per views. You're getting all the other things you get oh. on that tier and all the tiers underneath it. So it's so it's, much. The pay per views alone, really, the the pay per views alone would be worth it. But we're doing we're doing the we're doing behind the scenes stuff. We're doing we're going to do watch alongs. We're doing the exhibitions. We're going to yep. make sure that we have you know Q and A stuff. Um, we're doing exclusive podcasts on Sen Live. We're doing we're, we're going to do a karaoke uh, night for Sen Live to where you can if for at the uh, I think I forget what it is. I forget which tier it's at. But if you there's going to be ten people that can join at that tier for the month, and we're and you'll be joined by one or two Sen members and do karaoke party with them. Oh my god! Right now, whatever tier it is, he doesn't care. Danny will be there. You know what I mean? So that's like that's and we want to make it fun for you guys. We want to make the, the interaction fun. We also want to make sure that like because we see every pay-per-view, there's somebody who says, Well, you know, I'm gonna get that one. I don't think I'm gonna get that one. But then it's like, okay, well, if I'm gonna get three and I was gonna and I was gonna get all three that day and spend like almost 20 bucks, I'm just gonna get them all for 10. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I think that's one thing. One thing about the new era, the digital era, that's kind of helped is that there's been a lot more interaction with people. Yeah. I mean, people will say like it was a different because like a lot of the new podcasts and after shows are getting guests a lot easier because yep. obviously it's the pandemic and people. Are, last year we did it the hard way. We network. You know, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, drinks. That's how the the drink budget of the Genuzo household went <laughs> way down. And a lot of them got canceled. Yeah, and Yakubeta. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he can't do his work now, but uh, yeah. but that's exactly the thing. But it's actually been also the way showing what the interaction between the community and the, and the SEN and more now people can do. So even building on that with Patreon even helps even better. I think I think it's a good good, good yeah. way to go. Um, but to follow up real quick on the minor league situation, you mentioned teams. Now you said before you hated the teams in digital format. Obviously, you're not going to have them as much. You're going to hold off as much as long as you can in the big leagues. In the minor leagues, that's still going to happen digitally. So I, I I don't know how much you watched on backstage when I was on, but I uh, my my uh, kind of pushing back on my own begrudgingly i might have to do teams on both um because the the definitely on uh, on minor leagues they would definitely be done because we'd want to make sure to see chemistry and that kind of thing and and to get people ready um it's more likely that teams will happen in the bigs um between march and april but definitely non-title my goal is to pay attention what's going on in the world and find out 
how realistic it is if it's realistic that we can get back into a studio because we were supposed to what we were going to do was rent out a theater again for you wrestling fans here and go very 1993 monday night raw with it and we were going to we were going to actually tape inside of a theater we were we had the theater it was booked already and we were going to tape um the the entrances we were going to light the entrances we were going to shoot things behind the scenes we were going to use the the whole entire theater for uh to shoot these to shoot these actual matches and and do everything for for our shoots um and that's when we were going to do teams if we find out that we're able to do that and it looks like okay you know what we'll probably be able to get back into the studio by like may then i'm going to hold off and you won't see the odd couple defend those titles until may but if it's like you're probably not going to get into a studio until like june july or august then i might be forced to have them defend the title but it'll definitely be pre-taped well, um, the Snyder vacates the title by going to the exchange. That might be even something different, you know. Look, I'll tell you what. Those rumors, from what I heard, when I asked Snyder, and he said no comment, like, he didn't say, uh, like, I can tell you for a fact, I know that, that Dagnino and Roca wanted him bad. Now, whether or not they have a chance to, I don't know. But uh, but I know that they, I definitely know that they were talking. It wasn't a BS report. Oh, no, I, I fully, I, I think Dagnino is trying to make a lot of different moves. I think he's yeah. throwing a lot of shit out there to see what's going to stick at this point. Um, but yeah. Traditionally, Dagnino will talk to anyone who will listen to him. So, I mean, he's sure. talking to a sure. lot of people. He, he, he put his mask on and talk, started talking to himself. In the, <laughs> he kept t- taking him on and off. And like, what, what, what do you think? You, think you, wanna, you should join. I don't know. What do, what do you got? You know what you got. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he needs he he needs he needs a good he needs a good run this year because he's he's coming off of a very tough season um because he is a live event in studio manager he is oh, yeah. very good at that um i don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is because he does psych up his players he does get them ready he does add to the energy he hypes up the crowd in the live events he oh yeah he's in the players ears during the rounds and he's he's a very good in person manager he's a terrible digital manager um he and he'll, he'll tell you himself he needs to change his style he needs to figure out how to do it because he can't just rely on his players talent he's got to figure out a way to do it because when you have people like winston and shannon and roxy and coy and even kaiser i don't think kaiser gets enough credit for what he did he drafted terribly he made a risk and he drafted terribly but you look what he did in the second half of the season. Video Drew had a great win. Brittany Young had a great win. Zipper had a nice run. Adam Witt played strong. Kaiser managed well. He managed very well. He just had a rough season. I think Kaiser uh, had a much better season than Dagnino did, even though Dagnino finished higher in the uh, in the rankings. Yeah, I, I I heard you make that comment on SCN that you feel that Kaiser should have been nominated over Dagnino for manager of the year this year. Hundred. I actually would say that I like Kai, even Kaiser's draft. It was a strategy. It was a ballsy strategy. It yes. didn't work. Now, his, his thought was that that Smets would hold on to the title for the m- remainder of the year and that Parker would win the tournament and and get there. And then that that's the big decision that he'd have to make. And it just didn't work out. He took a, he, he, he took a gamble. And his his big gamble, on, and, and he also didn't know, we all didn't know how the season was going to go. We didn't know what kind of uh, the big tournament singles. He didn't have right. – Zipper played very well, but Zipper's not at that level to where you can hang – I mean, look, he hung with Ethan, and he did very yeah. well, but he's yeah. not – He's not there yet. He's not there yet. He's made a lot of improvements. I think he's, he's getting there, but um, 
Let's just see how it goes in the future for him. I just think the from where Dagnito started with having that front loaded team, anything short of not of not winning the league is going to be a terrible year. Like you Absolutely. have to win the year. If you got the twenty seven Yankees and you don't win the World Series, you had a bad year. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's funny because people did uh, the the Facebook group put together the point like the new point system and to see how they would have done with the new point system, they still would have come in second place. Yeah. Yeah. Let's speak right. on that, on the point system you came up with. What, what, how did you determine the point value, the new point values? What was like, I mean, it seems like seven was the number you just kind of picked out of nowhere. Like, was there any? No, it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't out of nowhere because I was going to make it 10 at first. And then I was like, well, that might be too much to do. And plus the fact that it, it doesn't add enough value to the spectacular match when we get there. And then I, so I started thinking about the, the math of it and kind of going into it. Uh, putting the points to it this year and then i i, I consulted frank on it too because he's the numbers guy you know so showing him some of the stuff and we we talked it through a little bit and then that was kind of the idea for it because and i looked and and like i said i paid attention during the year and during the season to hear what the fans were saying and i agree that number one contender matches should have been worth a little more um the title matches was something that i wish i would have done in the beginning of the season I made them worth more because i value the championships more than anything more than more than uh, I like hearing someone say like uh, I don't know do I do I want to take a title shot or should I enter a tournament the answer should always be title shot it should always be title shot so now this this puts them in a position where number one contender shot plus title shot plus defense is a no brainer for you to to join because you can you can rack up a lot of points if you can start defending right that was right. Like, that was my favorite things that you've talked about backstage is that just changes the game makes it so yeah. much more like, you got to do. Well, I mean, like, look at like Smets. Like Smets is the champion. He doesn't play till mid season. So now it's like that so pick is devalued because he doesn't get to play. And then he like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Look, I mean, look at Damon. Right, Alex Damon. Had he not played an in intergeekdom, if oh, if, yeah. if you go to that point system that we had, he picks up eight points. Right. Oh, actually, and 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 Swag loses. Uh, and Swag loses uh, loses a point. This right. is a TKO. So um you it would have been it would have been big. And if you would have gotten that knockout, then they would have then they would have gained uh nine points. I, yeah. So it would have been massive for the rock stars if, if that had that kind of panned out. So uh yeah, I, I like the system a lot. Uh and I'm I'm excited about it. We talked about it with the managers first on we did like a big conference call with all of them for like two hours and went over right. everything and they were um, you know, they there was Sam, of course, had a lot of questions, uh, but um, but it was but they're all but they were all great. They're all great questions. They were really good questions, and um, and that's why we had that's why we had the call because we want I wanted to get their feedback and and see how they felt, and and that's also when we made the decision about Roxy and and Roxy's picks and Sam's picks, and and made sure that uh, we you know we put that out there too. Can you clarify? Actually, clarify that now. You mentioned that yeah. one of our questions we had earlier on with Roxy getting the third round pick. Now yeah. that's it's her pick and the additional pick is what you meant by two third round picks, correct? Ooh, yeah, she gets she gets where the Burning Droogs would have got, which is the okay. first first pick in the third round, and then I think it's the sixth pick in the third round. So I think she gets the first and the sixth, I believe, okay. or the first and the fifth. I can't remember whatever the math is, but she gets so she'll have the first and and whatever her pick was, she'll get that in the in the third. So she'll have two of them. That's that's okay. So it wasn't two additional. I just want to clarify that wasn't like two additional. No, no, additional no. Just, it's just a, it's, it's just okay. the, the pick that she traded for. She get, she gets so the, because it was it was draft consideration. The reason why that was made was because we wanted to make sure for a couple of different reasons. One, she made she made 
the deal and then the fact that there was if there's no where for those picks to go that she traded for like in the case of sam there's no there's nowhere for that to go there's nowhere for that pick to go so we ultimately made the decision that sam would would keep that pick um but for her it was like okay well she we could get the league can still give her that pick. She can still pick where she was supposed to because for draft consideration, plus the fact we also wanted to not devalue that for future picks. Like, so that way now if managers want to, if let's say, let's say that, that Kate and Shannon are talking about uh, draft picks and a, a trade and sign for Marisol. Right. So let's say, let's say Kate says, Hey, um, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll give you Marisol. I want your th- this pick, this pick, this pick, plus your first round pick from next year. Now she's not because now she can say, "Well, no, I know that'll be honored. I know it'll be honored." Because like as we, as of two weeks ago, it was like, "Well, I don't know if I want to make that pick because what happens if corruption goes under and then and I can't do it?" So we are gonna in we are gonna do something next year that even like in the case of Sam that there'll be kind of like a, a different rule in place because what we couldn't, we were too far along when we were thinking about it to then, cause Sam's already been having conversations to then just spring it on Sam and say, Oh yeah, by the way, you don't, and now you don't have a first round pick. It's like, it was just too, it was just too uh, sudden. And so we came to a compromise to do it this way. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's like, I'm glad I came into that. Like I know there were rumblings about the, exactly what you're talking about, the valuation of the draft pick going yeah. forward. So yeah. that's important to do in this part. As part of the league expand, as part of the league, uh, it's baby. It's still technically a baby league as far as some of this stuff. Seven years old. So, it's, it's, the, the, the league's seven years old. So it's like, you know, it's, it's very, it's very young. I very didn't know so. anything about fantasy draft in any sort of capacity <laughs> until the showdown. So. Right. Well, that's a lot of things. I, I find that a lot as um, there are a lot of people who don't uh, not and are learning who don't understand like the sports element of it of it yet, and they are learning as far as draft picks goes and roster spots and how people are going to be used and not used and and like they, 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 how so like well not everybody got to play that was on a roster not everybody gets to play that's on a baseball roster not everybody gets to play if you're if you're if you're on a basketball sometimes you sit on the bench it's like it's like the way that the schmodown roster works is you get and you either get or you don't get an opportunity from your manager and if you get an opportunity you better win it because yeah. there's so yeah. many people out there now, you've got to win. And it's the same thing. Like we can never, for those people who ask, and I'm sure it'll come up here too, as far as this this league is not a traditional sport. It is not a sport where like everybody gets a, a an equal amount of matches. Everybody gets 50 or 60 matches. Everybody gets that, and that's fair. It's not because if you get 60, and I made this point the other day, if you get 60 matches, if everybody got 60 matches. And then Jeff Snyder versus Dan Merle is the uh, let's say it was Finstock exchanges Dan and and Snyder is Rockstars right so if Snyder if Snyder is is from Rockstars and Dan is exchange and it's both their sixtieth match and then Snyder wins you get a title shot no you can't why well because that was your last match <laughs> oh yeah you don't get a title match why because because you because you'll have one more match than everybody else. Yeah, but it, what it is is that everybody needs to get the equal amount of opportunity. So if there is the tournament, for example, if each team gets four people into the tournament, you're going to get four people in. There's your opportunity. Your opportunity is like get your players to win. If they don't win, then you're going to lose the opportunity. So you very well could end up with 
12 matches. Do you know why that is? Because you kept losing. Right. Yeah. Well, it's also, that's the difference between a lot of traditional team sport. Because like, the SmackDown is a very much a team and individual sport at the yeah. same time. Yes. You can't have a season where you have teams fight each other, then they have a playoff at the end. It's not the, That's not how that works in this way. It's so that, way I get it. But, Paul, it's the way I always envisioned boxing working well right. in a league. I want it like boxing is always promoter and it's why you never get that's that's why UFC started to work so well when it when it did back in the uh, like the early 2000s was because uh, they they made it clear that if you were ranked, you had to play whoever Dana said, OK, look, you're the number one contender. You're going to play the champion. The champion can't say no. But in boxing, they nah, not enough money. I'm not doing it. And, and it's a league thing now. My thing was always, so what if they were also, also all on teams? What if like they're all on factions and then you set it up like a schedule and if you win, you keep playing. And if you lose, you don't. That's that's the that's a way that fighting, uh, like you know, the, those combat sports, I think, could be could follow actually our 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 way of doing it. It's just but you're not going to get the equal amount of teams like the traditional sports fans won't don't grasp it at first. But I think as the league goes on, they understand that's how it works. If you win, you can play. If you lose, you don't. Well, it, are the managers or the teams guaranteed at least a minimum number of matches? Like, do you have it slotted in the schedule saying, here's the first two months, everyone's going to play twice, You're, you have your two competitors or whatever? It's, it's, it's more so like a, a guarantee that your roster is going to, you're all going to get a, an equal amount of matches in the, in like the first month, right. To where right. you're going to, and, and then you're also going to get an equal amount of competitors that enter the tournaments. Like you're not good. And you'll, you'll have, and, and the way we have to do it, like for free for all, we, we try to get the equal amount. And if not, then I'll put in some ringers of people who aren't in factions, right? Like last year, I don't think it's a surprise anymore. I think I told you guys this, maybe I didn't, I don't know, but the, the, before the free for all, it was a week before, it all stopped, and we were supposed to have the free for all. Clark Wolf was the last competitor in the in the free for all. She was the oh. she was the last one. She was on she wasn't on a faction. She was going to be the last one to come in and be uh, and be a competitor. You know, so um, but that was that was, was the commissioner that? last season. Wasn't she the commissioner Clark. last season? Yeah, okay. She was, was going to give up the the commissionership for the. Oh. Okay. To, to, for the for the day to compete and if she won she was either going to challenge for a title or she was going to give it away so but but e but either way it's it uh it, the the point is it, you're gonna we're gonna match up as much and what i realized this year with free for all is that i've always kind of done the men's man thing in the past to where you you take some 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 of the picks are are legit and some of them are are placed and because you want to have good dramatic moments i can't really do that this year they all have to be picked because the because it's worth three points you get a title shot and it's like you can't because there'll be too much if i decide you know what uh, bibiani should be number two this year Right. Uh, I mean, he might wind up taking number two, but what if he's not number one? What if he's two? Koi, if Koi winds up taking him, could say, well, dude, let him pick normally because he's like one of my best competitors. If I get him, if I get him towards the end, if I get him towards the end, like he could win me three points plus get a title shot. Like, I don't want you to put him there. I like let him pick on his own. So I have to accept that this year that like I might wind up getting like all of the really great competitors either early or late and maybe not splattered out throughout. I might have like 15 rookies back to back to back to back to back, you know, all the way through. And it's, it's you know, and, and so be it. That's that's the that's the exciting part about, about it being, uh, you know, more sports oriented. And it's also the scarier part. But 
the cool thing is that there's so much storyline coming back and there's so much like overall like uh dramatic narrative that is happening and i made sure to make that happen at spectacular right yeah. very much so so you're committing <laughs> i know that's i know famously that you've uh, been you've been told that you know you like to stick diamond up the ass of any idea that's not yours. That's what uh, you've said before. I just yet at one point or another. So as far as like you're not you're you're like relinquishing that. Well, no, let me let me clarify that. Let me clarify that. That's that's not uh, it's not sticking dynamite up. Uh, if someone else suggests it, it's it's the fact. Sometimes people just start throwing things out. Hey, uh, you know, today I'm gonna I, I'm gonna change my character and I'm gonna be a spy. I'm like what? <laughs> no, right. It's, I'm I'm open for ideas and conversations about it too. Like Rachel Silverstein pitched me something great yesterday. I really liked where where she came up. But I, what I told her was, let's see where you get drafted. Let's right. see what happens, and then we can take it from there. Because I don't have any plans for you yet. Because I don't I don't know where you are. You know what I mean? I don't know where anybody is yet. So I have certain ideas of certain things. But yeah, as far as with free for all, that just allows me to say, okay, well, look, now that I know the lineup, now I can still throw in storyline throughout it. And say, okay, well, that I know that that rival is going to be in with that rival, so they can do this thing beforehand, or they could have this little moment because we're probably going to wind up doing the main free for all digital, I would assume, at this point because it worked for for horror, so I yeah. think it could work for uh, for for the you know the regular one. We How did hard? we did the similar thing on a uh, call to action. We did the yeah. generals. Uh, Somebody wanted. I don't remember who it was. Oh, Clearly, probably they probably wrote the questions. Uh. <laughs> <Hey>, PLD. <laughs> uh, well, actually, does a little bit of a follow-up on that because I know you're a wrestling guy and know how much you love talking about the sport and love yeah. the storylines as well. How difficult is for you not to pre-craft some of the storylines because now you have to be a more reactive storyteller to what actually happens sport-wise, like you said. That but I always, always was. I, I mean, it, 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 that, that hasn't changed at all. Um, okay. It hasn't changed at all because it's still it's always been it's just more organized with the managers and everything, too. But I've always I can still, you know, make sure that, OK, look, hey, uh, a perfect example is, um, you know, like Roka and Merle. Right. So this is this is actually a really good one to kind of get behind the scenes on, because Roka and Merle was people were like, oh, they just broke up the exchange for story. No, that's not what happened at all. I had to have m multiple conversations to find out where what was happening, what was going to go. Dan wasn't going back to the exchange. Dan was not going to go back to the exchange. Dan, uh, I don't think, was happy at the exchange. So he wanted to go with John, and John, I and and John was gonna was gonna go with Dan. So I said, "Look, guys, here's here's my idea. My idea. I've been trying to, you know, when you guys lost, I told you, Orlando. I've, I've talked about it that I, if they lost against corruption, they were going to break up, oh, and we we're yeah. going to see what we saw at spectacular. So I've had that in my head for a while, and I said, I still want to do that. I pitched one version of it with Dan going heel. Um, I pitched the other version of it of 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 them both going heel. And I pitched the other version of the one that you ultimately saw. So I said to, to Roka, I'm like, look, man, because Roka was torn on it. Roka was very torn on it. Roka, Roka loves Dan. Roka loves yeah. it. They're very, they're very good friends. They're really, really good friends. And Roka was torn. Um, and we started talking about it. But the only thing with Roka, Roka feels like his edge hasn't been there since 2016, 2017. Like we really had that edge and that fire. And he's like, and we talked about it. And he's like, I, he's like, I might not be able to, but maybe I get it back. And maybe, you know, maybe we've done everything that we can, plus the fact that we're such good friends now that we can have fun with the storylines and all that and back and forth. And so Dan, same thing with Dan. Dan's like, look, I'd love to play with John. 
and I want to play with John and we go somewhere else, we go somewhere else, but I want to talk to John about it. They had a lot of conversations. We went through weeks of not knowing what was going to happen before we finally did it. And then John's like, all right, let's, let's do it. And then I called Dan and I said, Hey, John's down to do it. And Dan's like, all right, if John's in, then let's do it. And then, uh, and the funny thing is about the behind the scenes is that Dagnino was supposed to be at the spectacular. He was supposed to manage. Um, he, that was not, none of that was planned, by the way. None of that was planned. He, everyone thinks that like, you know, because of that, there was like the Ken Napsock thing where he just shows up at the end. Right. So I call him, he's working and I go, dude, where are you? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, yeah. like I'm, I'm working. I'm like, dude, we're shooting a spectacular title match today. <laughs> he goes, he's like, Oops, yeah, I know, but I'm, I got a job. I'm like, yeah, but you committed to it on the fucking email. <laughs> and he's like, I know, but like, I can't do it, man. I'm like, I go, we're doing this massive turn in the post. I'm like, what he's like, look, you tell me when, and I'll get there for that. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, look, dude, you gotta like, I will text you when the match is over. And he's like, all right, listen, these guys don't know that I'll. He's like, he's on like Space Jam or something, right? And he's like, he's like, they won't know, so I'll run off. I'll say I'm taking a shit or something, and I'm, and I'm like, fine. So like, run off and go do it. So I get to the I get to the stream and I start talking and I'm like and Dan's there and I go, yeah, so you know, with Dagnino not coming, and Dan goes, Wait, Dagnino's not coming. Uh, <laughs> and I go, he didn't call you? Like, Never called me. I was like, he didn't call you to tell you he's gonna he's he's gonna he's not gonna be here. He's like, I guess I don't have a manager. And then I'm like, oh man, and then we're like, Well, do we want to have a manager? And then and then someone brought up, I don't remember who it was, someone was what about Roca? And I go, I don't know if Shannon and Adam are going to agree to that. And then Dan's like, oh, I know John might be available. And then Adam and Shannon were like, they talked about it, like, if if John can do it, then because Shannon asked me, she's like, do you set this up? I go, no, I didn't. <laughs> and, and, and so then John came in and then John asked me, he's like, well, how are we going to do this now if like I'm managing him? And I was like, that's actually better for us. I'm like, manage him, put all the love into it because no one will see it coming. I was like, if you if you manage it and like you act like legit legitimately how you would, and then he's like, oh, should I wear the black? I'm like, wear the black in the post interview. I was like, wear the normal now, but when you come back into the post, wear the black. And he's like, he's like, all right, I got you, I got you. So then Dagnino shows up perfectly at the right time, and and then then that's how that all went down. Wow, it could have come off better in a way. It's just so funny. It, it worked. It just one. It was one of those happy accidents. But like everyone was like, for anybody who says. Oh man, they broke up the exchange just for storyline. No, that was all organic. Because if Dan and Roca were like, if Dan and Roca said to me, "No, we want to stick with the exchange," because that was that's another thing that was going on. Like it, it was it. You have to. This is something that I remember sitting, in, and I'm not trying to sound bougie here, but sitting on on a private jet with Vince McMahon back in uh, in in 2001, and he was he always take the real, always take the real and elevate it. Yeah. Right. Is what he always is what he said, and and to me the main the big thing that happened with Bateman and Riley and Merle and and uh, Roca that was the big turning point. That decision to put founding father he 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 made the decision there. Whoever he took, that's who he was going to keep. Um, because the it the second he went with that, he lost Ben. Like he lost Ben, and and so. When that happened, it was like, okay, I got to commit to both these guys. And then when rumbling started happening that Dan didn't want to, you know, be there anymore, then 
Dagnino's like, well, then I'll, you know, if Roca wants to stick with me, then why don't we just do it an angle? And we'll do Roca and, and Dagnino. So it, and which is also great because they, if you look back in the day, as for those Schmodown historians, you're, you're talking about Dagnino, who used to call him the dope Roca, you know, and yeah. they had. If they had like their big feud back in the, and now those two who've kind of like gone so far down the dark side that they have to like rely on each other yes wow right. I, I do think also dan is in a better like game space and that to do an uh a really good uh angle with roca yeah. as opposed to like any time before this like absolutely he he understands he understands the story way more now than he did even when he played Roka the first time um because he was it was still kind of like a transition period he it's it's better for him to be in an angle with Roka now because they're such close friends and they're yeah. such good friends that they know that the, that anything said or any angle that said it's all you're you're gonna you, you it's gonna be well crafted and it's gonna be it's gonna be great you know because they know each other so so well and dan is also having a little bit more fun of of being in uh character and playing more of the angles so yeah dan dan's more locked into story now than he ever has been for sure yeah and then with ben leaving the exchange it very much warms my action army loving heart so. <laughs> the one thing though i I also don't trust Ben all the way when it comes to because I still think there's an angle with him and Roca that they have been talking about because I can see whether it's action 2.0 with because let's let's face it I know they're both going to be like wait what Roca and Guy are the same uh, people just 40 years apart. Uh, <laughs> it's back of that guys are to pop up behind you I'm sure but, but as far as when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to character when it comes to being outspoken when it comes to passion when it comes to uh love of when it comes to smack talk I mean they're 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 cut from the same cloth and I think that that's why they clash so much at certain points and I I'm, I'm I mean more so in the in the context of the schmodown you know but it's like but like they both uh it, you you could see that so I think a a I wouldn't be surprised if we see some kind of uh, some kind of silliness happening because I don't think David Sackrider's reports are too far off. Well, I've reported this. And I was having worked with Ben a lot recently. I do think that Ben, like a lot of people are saying, oh, Ben needs to be the number one dog, whatever. I think Ben wants to win. That's more important than anything. To ben. Yeah, I think that's a mistake for him, though. I think he should go off and be his own dog because I think I the problem I think that he's just going to have is that it's like he he's got an opportunity to become. He's, he, he could become the, the, the main star of the company if he goes off on his own and starts his own thing. If he joins up with somebody else, yeah, he, you know, it's like, it's like going, it's, it's basically doing like the LeBron thing or like, it, it, so, but, you know, but still, but LeBron, you still won title. So there's, if, if you, you just have to make sure that if you do that, you have to win. You've got to win championships. If you build out your own thing, people will be a little more forgiving. Like, okay, look, he built out his own thing. He won matches. He, he started to get some wins for his other. If you join the other big dogs, then you better win championships. And because they're going to say it, well, you needed to do that in order to win the championship. He said, yeah, but I still want it. Right. And can you defend it? And can you right. keep it? So uh, he's got a lot. He's got a lot to think about going into the free agency special. He 100%. is LeBron. He went to like going to the Finstock Exchange was like going to Miami. Yeah. Now he needs to come back to Action Army and win a title for Action Army, like he like LeBron did for Cleveland. Totally. I mean, look, that's it, they even said that on Rundown the other day. It's like no one will dispute that that Merle is Jordan. Uh, right. 
Merle's Jordan. So, and they were going, they were trying to figure out, like they said, Collins as LeBron. And then, uh, and then Frank goes, no, no, no. Ben Bateman is LeBron because he's, he's basically looking for, he's, he's got that one championship on underneath him, but he, he still, he needs to defend. He needs to win. He's still that elusive team's championship. He can't get his hands on it. So, um, you know, he's, he, there's a lot of big stories out there next year and he's definitely one of them. Well, unlike LeBron, LeBron never got to play Jordan. Bateman got to play Merle. So if right. he wants to be the best, he's got to beat Merle. Like, I agree. 100%. I agree. And we know he can. He just got to do it. I mean, in the job is those two matches. He had them. He just didn't, didn't seal the deal. Yep. But, Dan yeah. bids one point, he wins. <laughs> Bateman yep. wins if Dan doesn't bid zero. Right. It is, but uh, yeah. Okay. All right, now we talked about the drafts coming up. We got a lot of rookies coming in there. Obviously, it's a lot of rookies being named. Um, talking about uh, the fan leagues had always been seen as the way to like hone your skills. You always told people get in the fan league, get your skills in here. Hopefully, the minor leagues will become that. Do we have a way how people are going to get into the minor leagues yet? Do we yeah, I mean the, the way the minor leagues will work right now. If again, the other the other two, I don't think I really answered the question before. It's like what I need. I need like the the budget needs to. To happen like because i'm not pj and his crew will not be the writing team for the minor leagues uh there'll be a whole new writing team i want a a whole new there'll be i i won't be running that league there'll be a different commissioner there'll be a different chairman like it'll be a whole different uh team so that again going to my previous point that costs money um that to to run that for the whole time now because it's the minor leagues the competitors won't be getting paid i mean that's just not it's not what minor, the minor leagues are it's like you want to you want to come in and play and you want to try to get paid you got to you got to win so it the minor leagues are it's you that people competitors will know will know that and and hell they, they'll know it from from this interview that it's it's not it's to in order to get paid you got to make your way through the minor leagues um but that being said i need to have that um locked in i have to try to get the budget approved i'm hoping that this new system want gets people that to want to join patreon for the for you know so we can start to build on more things like the minor leagues but the the first way that you'd get in is those people there's going to be a lot of people left over in the draft so the idea is that those people left over in the draft, there's going to be enough for a Star Wars division. There'll be enough for an intergeekdom division. There'll be enough for a teams division. There'll be enough for a singles division. So there'll be people that you can pick and match for. There won't be factions. It'll be more like the how the old Schmodown was run, where you just kind of mix and match, and people kind of join up, and and managers will will look on and and do it that way. You can build. What I recommend if we do wind up doing a minor leagues is hone your character hone your your promos like that is that's the most important thing that this year for um for a lot of these people is that i'm not looking for people who just play trivia like i i that that's is it is it a big part of course it is you want to be able to have longevity in a league you got to be good at trivia obviously but i don't just want trivia players i don't want just people who are just like but i'm really good at, at this and that's great but it's not we're putting on a show and yeah. not everybody has it. Not everybody. Like, there's some people that I was watching, and there's some other people like in our space that I love to death. They just they, they don't have it. They don't have what the the that thing that I'm looking for, you know. And and so in the minor leagues, people will have that opportunity to say, you know what, Harloff, you're wrong. I do. You know who's one of those people that did that? Smets. Yeah. Smets. Those people when Smets auditioned, Smets to me was um, I was able to um look at him at first because he auditioned as like the Mott Schmo man, right? And it was it was just god awful. And he was and I think he auditioned in Star Wars. I can't remember what he auditioned, but he was missing everything. And I he got he did okay. And I go, 
dude, I mean, I, I like you, but you just you just don't have it right now, you know? And then he changed up his character. He was angry. He put on this hood. He, he was kicking people's asses in the in the uh, in the fan leagues. And and I was like, OK, well, let's 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 put the hood up on you. Let's go like Goldberg with you instead. You know, let's go more like angry kind of don't say anything. Don't cut promos. Just go in and Kaiser can be your mouthpiece. And it worked out. So there's always an opportunity to say, no, you're wrong. I do have it. But, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. I, I will say, um, like, kind of like what you said earlier, what Vince said to you, accentuate the real. Like, that's what I feel like a lot of people in some of the fan leagues or some of these people, they, they're trying to emulate something that someone else has done because they think that's what, A, it comes off as not real. B, we've already seen that. F know about yourself and accentuate what is good about you. And that's, because then it comes off as real. It comes across yes. as, it's that's a character, character. an extension yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the idea of the family, you have a lot of these people now. Um, the families have been a wild, wild west at times here and there. Um, there's definitely been some kind of negative interaction between some people in the space. With all these people coming in, both big, the Schmodown and the minor league potential, is there something potentially in place about like, a code of conduct and how we're going to work things out as far as like some kind of negative interactions that goes? What do you mean? For, I mean, like, some, talk, like some, some, some community members have buttered heads, and some people don't like... Uh, They've had some kind of hostile. There's some hostile environments in the in, the, in, the, in some of the families between some people and, so and other. Saying, as far as the minor leagues go, yeah, because it's, it's kind of wild west having all those people getting getting. Oh yeah, in the minor, well, in the minor leagues, it's you're you're gonna it's it, you'll still even though you might not be getting paid to compete, you're still gonna be have to sign an agreement to be. You, you still represent. You're still representing the brand of the Schmodown. So it's like if you're if you're not you know kind to people if there's one of the main things i'm doing for our competitors i i think social media is the devil i think it is the devil i use it i use it for promotion and everything too i think that it is the stupidest thing especially and and our competitors have been super uh guilty of it is that sometimes there's infighting inside of our own community and it's like stop don't right. it's like uh, i have a problem with you so instead of calling you i'm gonna call you out on twitter no call the person you work with them Right. And it's like, and it's like, don't, like, I don't like what you said on your show, so I'm going to tell everybody about it on Twitter. No, tell them to their face, tell oh, yeah. them and say, hey, that I did not like what you said. And I, can you explain to me why? Why did you do that? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Because by blasting someone that you work with, it's not a good look. It's not a good thing, especially and and if you're if you're working on the show and you're in the show and you say certain things about the show itself, like there's a certain thing I won't, I mean, there's, something like a particular angle like and this is something i won't even there's a show and and they'll probably know what it was and i've already talked to the person about it but the one particular angle is and i and danny i would like to get your perspective on this because my my thing is this so roxy and shannon to me is one of the best feuds that we have had in a very long time it is a great feud they are again behind the scenes really good so i had heard that someone wasn't going to vote for them because it's two women fighting but it's, but what's the difference between like if Dan Merle and like Roka were fighting? And yeah. it's, 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 but like the, the two of them, like they have like a, a really good rivalry. And it's not, they're not in bikinis wrestling in mud. They're like, they're, they're, they're fight. They're, they're two powerful, strong women who manage their factions to the first and third spot of the overall division. And they have such an entertaining back and forth that every time they go after each other, you're just like, oh, my God, what are they going to say next? It's like, oh, this is amazing. Like the, their feud is is as good as any feud I, I've seen before. So I, I didn't understand that. Or maybe this because I'm a dopey dude. I have no idea. 
No, I think you're, everything you said was spot on. It's perfect. It's right. Because if you're just looking at the feud between Roxy and Shannon as surface level, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vote for it because it's just two women. Then you're, you're not allowing Shannon and Roxy to give you the opportunity to show you what they have, like who they are as managers, how passionate they are with their players. So just, just going off of that, just base that I'm not voting for it because it's two women that are fighting against each other. It's so much more than that. Like it's not even that. Yeah. And I, and the person that said it, I, I, I love and adore, and I think is an incredible schmodown mind. And I just didn't understand it. And, this, and, and actually the, the funny thing too, and, and, and I also want to make it clear because I don't want to seem like I'm being a hypocrite because I, I am not bashing this person at all, because like, this is a difference from like saying on Twitter, um, to the person like going after them. I'm just curious because I don't feel that particular way. And because this particular podcast was, was public already. So I was just kind of commenting back because I, sometimes I, I look at certain things and I think that I understand it and I don't, but that particular thing, like I just, I didn't get that. Like I understood, I understood like when we did, I knew that the, the slap was going to be controversial. I knew it would be, I knew the slap would be controversial. And I knew it rubbed some people the wrong way because it's like, Oh wait, we're bringing like domestic violence into, into the schmodown. We're bringing in, uh, we're bringing in two people who used to date and that's how they settle their differences valid. And I, under, and I, and I, and I get, I get, I get it. I'm coming from a more wrestling background of like, you know, sometimes of like, Hey, violence is a, it's, it's just, it's just a cartoon sticky, but I can understand that not everybody gets that. But when it comes to that particular, thing that one i scratched my head because i said no that's to me that just shows two of the best managers who can do it who just don't the characters just don't like each other right happen to be women together yeah. right yeah. right I mean, to me shannon was heel of the year this year so that's who got i mean like so she was the best heel and roxy was the best foil for her it's a great yeah. feud yeah now some people might be like well it comes off as caddy i'm like well did you have you not watched the schmodown before because uh john roca and andrew guy had one of the most catty feuds i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah but it's just it's two it's two dudes so it's like i yeah it's weird it's weird i and it's also that's the that's also the thing the the love that i actually have the fact that we've gotten so many more women involved now that i want to incorporate everyone into storylines not just dudes i want to make sure that like two women can lead like i actually think it would be incredible if two women won feud of the year that would be incredible oh, yeah. That would be incredible because it was like because they both put everything they had into the story and they both put in everything to their players. So my fingers are crossed that that winds up uh, that winds up winning. But we'll see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, speaking of podcasts and things like that, um, I want to be curious. You talked about the awards are coming up. You just we had that issue where uh, Janine Machine was not nominated, then she was nominated, yeah. and then you came on so there's gonna be a change in the rules and everything. Uh, how did like what happened with that? How did that all come out? What? Yes, yeah, so a lot of stuff. The first part of that is that we're changing the name of the award, and this, wow. and even this Friday, it's not, uh, it's not going to be called podcast award. It's going to be called uh, best Schmodown media. Oh, okay. In general, because it's not because, for example, um, uh, repeat the question is more so like a blog than he is a podcast, right? So instead, right. So, so we want to make sure it's not podcast of the year. That's that's the first part of that. The second part is that Janine uh, didn't. She she kind of got screwed over in an aspect because there's no clear cut rules of what was allowed and not. And my, my thinking, like there was some, at first there weren't people that had put her on the list. And then I was actually, okay, I didn't had an editor because I said she has such a leg up because she's such a popular competitor. So like, right. 
and when it comes to this, because in my head, I'm going, well, if she's able to be nominated, then why aren't Ben and, and Andrew able to be nominated? Because they do a separate non uh, non exclusive or excuse me, non official Schmodown show on their channel. Right. And but then the argument to that is, well, but yeah, the Gucci verse got got nominated. And so did Andrew DiMolanta. And then Molly Damon is also. So it was just it, there was really not enough um, looking into it to because it's just so my, my personal opinion is that. For those shows for Schmodown Media, which will be next year, like Andrew DeMolanta and Nikki won't be able to be qualified for that because they're both going to be competitors here. Janine shouldn't be nominated for it next year because she's a she's too popular of a comp competitor. She has a leg up on people too. Um, uh, Andrew and Ben certainly shouldn't be nominated for it. Um, and so when it goes to someone like say like um, a certain point of view, uh, they they the show was started by Jake. It was started by. Um, fans who brought in as a like having a schmodown competitor is it still a bit of a leg up i mean sure but it's not it's not run by a schmodown competitor it's not like you, you like if janine wanted to janine could go on her match and wear a machine monday's shirt and promote it jake kelly can't do that right molly molly i guess she could do that if she wanted to but that's really not in her it's it's really not in her best interest she's going to promote star wars explained if she goes up there you know so it's like so e either way what we have to try to figure out to do because i also think that it also puts the rundown backstage janine show andrew and ben other andrew and uh, nikki there might have to be an award that's created for them like best in schmodown uh show or maybe show or, or maybe make that the schmodown podcast of the year because they're official schmodown, where you guys would qualify as schmodown media they would be a schmodown podcast like that 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 would probably be the fair way to do it so that way you know you give some because janine works her ass off on on what she's doing every monday so it should it's it's not really yeah. fair to just say like well she shouldn't be included of course she should be included because she puts in a lot of effort and she's very passionate about um a lot of the things she talks about so i just think we need to differentiate the the the, the two of those things and i think we'll work on that next season that makes yeah. sense what yeah. a strange problem to have that this whole nope. year has been like adding up with after shows and stuff right. like that. it's great though it's a great problem to yeah. have that's, that's why i like the, Eight years, seven years ago, eight years ago. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why it'll tie into, I'm sure, like something else you guys want to get into as far as like when it came down to certain people that can go into the draft and certain people who, who can't go in the draft because the Schmodown media is starting to become this really big thing. And then it becomes very tricky, almost the same thing that happened with Janine. If we start putting in Schmodown media into the actual draft itself, then it becomes very, very tricky because then it's like, okay, PLD, you're going to be a competitor now. Well, can you got you might have to step off of and not be on call to action anymore you know it's like you <laughs> but, but you know what i mean it's like that's that's the kind of stuff because the problem is then you start getting emails that that danny doesn't get and and billy doesn't get and you have inside things that certain people don't get and it's like that's not you know coming in as a guest kind of it's different now because you're you're one of the main people in in on this show right molly is in molly's a different circumstance she comes in as a panelist she comes in she does her thing she leaves she's not running that network she's not running that channel she's a guest she's a guest every week and she's doing you know whatever show she's doing so um that's that's the uh that's the tricky that's the tricky part with it right yeah, that makes sense. Fair enough. That makes sense that's definitely yeah. fair enough at that point yeah. okay um you know all right going backstage the backstage um you had that you detailed a two-hour meeting we did have a couple of follow-up questions about that um, specifically with the rule book. Initially, you really had been fairly adamant that the rule book wasn't going to be released to the public. Yeah. Why change of heart? And uh, like, are you? Do you have any concerns going forward with the public getting it, getting a hold of it, and what they're going to do with it? 
yeah, at the time it wasn't. I had to go through all these legal things to make sure everything was copyrighted because basically now the, the bottom line is you try to do the showdown, I can sue you. Uh, but before, beforehand, I couldn't do that. So now I can wow. sue you. So if you if I put the rule book out, you said, oh, I'm going to make a like if I wanted to and I'm not going to do this. There are a lot of fan league shows that have the Schmodown format. I could tell them stop that. Um, but, you know, it's it, right now. It's it just it's I, that's what I want to make sure that the rules that we have are our rules. And you guys want and not you guys specifically, but if people want to come up with their own game, come up with their own game, you know. So um, but the flip side of that is that most uh if not all sports leagues have their rule books out there for their audience to see um but i thought that because of patrons going back to what billy said before to how much other sh stuff that we do have on there the ten dollar patrons and up are going to get the rule book first um they're going to get it first and then probably like uh, a month later the rest of the public will get it was there any decision on who went into creating the rule book yeah i wanted to get two sides i wanted to get two competitors and i wanted to get a writer and i wanted to get someone who just knows the show very well so with that i made sure that i got um uh, frank janish obviously who is the kind of sports overall and also knows the league well I, pj campbell is the head writer um bibiani who has from his writing mind and knowing the game and, and then bateman obviously who's probably the best strategist in the game itself and i wanted to make sure it was all fair so that way you making sure that I had Bibiani and Bateman on it because if they didn't agree with if if ba if Bateman was doing this like by himself and then Bibiani read it afterwards he'd be like well this clearly favors Ben and I can't do it <laughs> as opposed to them both saying it at the same time and being able to combat one another that was the idea behind it so they could ultimately debate it um and then once they sent me all of the details Mark and I looked it over and then it was this big like very thick document and then Bibiani then was hired to write the whole thing um, and then he wrote it out and then it went to to the legal team over at Skybound to make it official yes. how yeah, much does the digital age like impact the rule book because you have to have a rule book that's going to cover both whether it's in studio or in the digital age a lot a lot because um and that's that came a lot of to his credit bibiani we made sure to add because we started writing it a while ago when the digital age wasn't a thing and then once everybody met then it, it was so there had to be new additions made to it and bibiani was very adamant on that to make sure that we included all the stuff in in the digital side of it too now one thing you did state specifically uh it was in twitter actually uh you said there's going to be a rules against petty challenges now speaking yeah. of uh Bateman and Bibiani and loving challenges and things of that nature. Have you defined what a petty challenge is and yeah. how? Yes. Sorry, but like there, there was in the um in the rule book. I mean, I was listening to your. I think it was your show with that you did with Andrew and Ben, and you guys were talking about it. And um, and there are certain things that like the like you, like the when you brought it up, you like the Mad Hatter Alice in Wonderland challenge. That's not a petty challenge. That's right. that's. That is a that is an that's a good challenge. It's an official challenge, and it makes sense. Um, I, and there's there's things that's defined. I just want the rule book in front of me. But like for a movie, like um, if it's if it's a if it's a the inside of it, and there's not another movie that has um, the same type of title. And I don't want to particularly. And I'm not saying that this particular challenge was petty, but but a challenge like surrogates and the surrogates you'd lose that challenge this time because there's no other okay. movie called surrogates there's it's it's we, we clearly it, i was watching the weakest link and and when i was watching the weakest link and they were playing this game and and there was something similar to that where they asked for a title and someone said blah instead of the and jalen's like 
we accept your answer. And it's like, you've got to be able to, like, if you feel that the, like, it's, it's a different thing and it's going to be a case to case basis, right? Because like, if you look at, if someone says like Lena, uh, Lena Headley, it's a different name. It's right, a yeah. different name. Um, so, but if you say like, uh, Lena, if you're like Lena, Lena Heedy, and simply you're trying to say Lena, but it's Lena, but you're saying Lena Heedy, it's weird. It's like, it's case by case, and it's going to be on the judges that are on the table. And it's going to be one of those things where it's, it's like a boxing judge. You know, it's like you're not, you're not going to always agree with us on the table. You're just not. You're not going to always agree with us. We're going to have some c- certain challenges where we're going to say, but like, in, but now that it's in the rule book, like to where it's, it's specific. 10 out of 10 times i'm gonna rule against you on surrogates or the surrogates um you know because in in the rule book now it says you know certain things now what why changer won that challenge on the table this year and what he was rightfully so for winning the challenge because the past precedent was that certain things were held to that he should have won it and that's why he won it but with the new rule book in play, saying that this is this is this is why it's a new it's a new kind of era, if you will. So past precedent is like wiped away. It's right. all that matters is what's in the rule book. That's absolutely right. Perfect. So right. all you fans out there, don't be like, oh well, there's before in the rule book they used to rule it this way. They still will. Be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but the thing and that, but that's the whole point is that when somebody says that now, past precedent says, well, past precedent is, is a thing of the past. It is past because now and now it, it's all it's all about the rule book, and it's all and that's also why you know people are going to have access to it to see like okay well that's why it says it there. I made it very clear to them that I wanted to inside of this that I like I because it'll also make there's certain times again bringing up that Alice in Wonderland challenge right that that I understand why you challenge but now I want to make it because because people just challenge sometimes and like oh I could I could actually win this. But when even like the the Sir Lord Richard Attenborough thing, right? Like at the time when he challenged it, it's like I, you know you can you can do it if you want to, and you might actually do it because maybe at the time he actually was credited this. Today you're going to lose that challenge. You're going to lose that challenge no matter what. And I don't think because Bibiani knows the rule book, he doesn't make that challenge. And that's what we're trying. We're trying to avoid like the the ridiculousness of just having a challenge to have it because Bibiani knew that Dan knew the answer. He knew it. Right. He, right, right, he knows that he did, but he but he used to shout, and I don't take it away from Bibbs for trying to use it that particular time. I know what he was trying to do, um, but I but this by putting it in the rule book, it, it the challenge was made. The challenge was made. I don't know we, <coughs> excuse me. Everybody talked about this. It was made after the Jason Inman Eva uh, Wally call mm-hmm. because it, it, there was there was no he he said eva he said eva or instead of eva or whatever it was and he wasn't able to challenge it and and it was it, that's why it was made because this whole big thing between the patriots and trek is that they should have won it and and the speed round and all this crap um so that's why we implemented we wanted to do it to make sure that people like actually had a, a, an opportunity to defend themselves if they really feel like what they had was right but it but then like any and and i think guy brought this up any sp- athlete tries to manipulate the rules they try to manipulate that's, that's what's happened here is that the players have manipulated the rules to such an extent that we have to figure out a way to do to do this because like little things like the and uh, like certain things like it's going to be it's going to be overruled and now people can stomp their feet and say this is not fair blah 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 it's like that's what's in the rule book that's it yeah, Ben Bateman has been very vocal about the fact that he's used challenges as like weapons to like yeah, knock it's my, out of game. It's to, my 
yeah. way you can way you can find a leg. He will still do it. He'll still do it again because his because his challenge against the Elvis thing, that 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 wasn't that wasn't to win that challenge. It was just yeah. to it was just to throw something against the wall because he was getting his head handed to him. So uh, he, and he'll do that again, and other players will do that again too. But I just want to like take in the middle of a of a like a championship like first round and everything's and it's like challenge. Why? Well, he said a instead of uh, and it's like oh. I, it, it just kills the game. It kills the game. I hate it. I hate it more than anything, but I understand the challenge. And I, when I responded to Ben when he said, what do you hope goes away? And I said, challenges. And I didn't mean, I didn't mean challenges in general. Cause I think that they're, they're necessary. I meant the petty, stupid challenges. That makes sense. And it makes yeah. it a lot more, at least the very least it'll limit it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have things that go down that you can't do, but as long as you can contain it a little bit, that's, that's yeah. the most important thing. I think there's still going to be a human element element there's going to be things that need to be challenged like the there's the the seven samurai where there's five different release dates right. for it or whatever like that needs, that's something that needs to be challenged the star wars question that laura kelly got about well actually you know so-and-so was in that room also like things like that like that that should be challenged because like, okay well we didn't take an effect of that or that question that type of stuff absolutely that's why the challenge rule is is in effect you know, it's like uh, the movie came out in 1931. Actually, no, it came out in like 1932 at the end of 32. Uh, are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. That's why we make sure that it says domestic in there now and those types of things. But okay. like like there needs to be those kind of conversations and they really need to be able to describe it. Uh, and then the other thing, like we mentioned, there's going to be the, the timeout rule. That's also going to be uh, in effect this year, too. Right. So how do we uh, do we know how that how how are you gonna can you say how it's gonna work the timeout rule? Uh, I'd like to tell you, but I don't remember. It came from Bateman, um, and then it was actually Sam and I talked about it a long time ago, um, and then Bibiani had brought it up, and then they brought it to me. And I said I liked it. I talked to Mark about it. We both liked it, so we approved it. And then uh, I just forget how it actually uh, kind of goes down. But it's it's similar to the fact that it, you can't you you can't call a timeout once the question's asked. I know that. I know right. it's like, asked, like who directed uh, Jurassic Park. You can go timeout. It's like no, you, you can do it. You can do it before, like it's in the middle of the round or something like two or like it's something like if it's the you just missed your two pointer timeout. Right. You know I want to take right. I want to and I think it's I think it's sixty seconds. I don't remember. I, I mean, it makes sense because that's how it is in sports. It's not like yeah. you can just yeah. suddenly all <laughs> out in the middle of Hail Mary or something. Time yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Now, the, uh, the draft list, the, the auditions ended today. Um, this is Friday or whatever. Uh, auditions ended today. Uh, how many total people are you going to be announcing? Do you have an, an idea of number? And yeah. uh, I just finalized. Uh, I finalized the list today. Of all the people, I watched the auditions, the rest of the auditions this morning. And let's see, I can tell you right now how many people, and this is, but this includes people that are in the list that, like Adam Collins is in this list right now. And so I'll just tell you how many people, including all older competitors, plus, let's see, so minus two, minus three, minus four, minus five. Okay, so there right now, are 153 people in the draft right now. All right. All right. Uh, following up on that, like, obviously, are there, I wanted to ask, are there any returning vets left to be announced? Because we saw, we noted, I looked over at some significant omissions. I know obviously McCougan Knapsack retired, Tom yeah. taking this off, Kevin off kicking cancer's ass. 
We got like people like Tim Franco, Gray Drake, Matt Atchity, and Andrew Guy were not on that list. So right now, Atchity is going to be out for this season. Mm -hmm. uh, Gray Drake, for the time being, is out but could come back. Okay. Uh, TBD on Guy. Um, what was the uh, Tim Franco? Tim Franco's out for the season. Okay. okay. So, are there any other bets left to be announced then, or is that uh, the yeah. bets are all? Everybody that's in that list that you guys saw should should be should, should be it. Yeah, and then once once the list comes out on, um, it'll come out on uh, the day after the free agency special, the full draft list, confirmed draft list with any new rookies that were put in there, any new uh, people that you know reached out. Like there's there's three guys from Barstool that we just added. There are some few other people that kind of went through. So there's a guy from The Ringer. Um, so there's a there's a, a few more people that have been added. But uh, that all that that final list will come in because the draft list will be updated with all of the players that uh, have been put into factions. Like they'll be taken off the list, obviously, and added to the to the factions that the that they sign with. Okay, fair enough. Um, always looking for scoops. I do have one question. I'm going to throw an autumn on it and ask these guys about. We know that there's a lot of new slices this year, like about forty of them. Any yeah. chance we get a preview maybe one or two? This is my favorite question because I can say I have no idea, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, like, it, I'll, I'll look at it. I, I, I'll, I'll say to these PJ will say, "Do these look good?" And I go through them and I take a look, and they escape my brain after I like them or I don't. I say, "I say good," and I don't think about it ever again because I don't manage the wheel. I don't manage the categories. You know, I, I'll talk to PJ, but when it comes to that stuff, I have nothing to do with the wheel. I have nothing. That's the last thing in the world I want to do when when competitors say to me like, "Oh, what does my wheel look like?" I don't know. You'll find out. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no, has nothing to do with me. Don't bother me when it comes to the wheel or questions or that stuff. That's that's PJ and Mark. Mark Mark handles all that stuff, and that's the, yeah. I want nothing to do with it. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. We do have uh, some questions from our Patreon, um, but I'll ask one last question before we get to those, Danny. Uh, if you want, um, Billy? Actually, you had this question. I want you about the biggest regret. I want you to go ahead with that one. Yeah. Though. So we're seven years into the showdown now. What would you say is your biggest regret? Or possibly your biggest mistake that you made in the Schmodown? Mm, biggest regret. I mean, probably I would have probably liked to start the Patreon maybe a little early. Uh, Brienne had been leaning on me a while to start that before I actually did it. Um, you know, it allowed me to do more stuff. I think um, that was what was the second part of that, Billy? Sorry. Uh, what was your biggest mistake? Biggest mistake. Uh... Hmm. I, I, I probably one that I don't want to say on here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. All right. Fair. All right, Danny. Want to introduce the Patreon questions? And yeah. Well, you, you know what, y'all? We are doing things a little bit different here on the show tonight. Usually during Chill to Action, we have a specific segment. We are going to skip that segment. Sorry about that. But we are bringing on our sweet and lovely Miss Kelsey Kirkland. Kelsey will be reading. <laughs> Kelsey Boop will be reading off some of our Patreon questions. Um, if you are at a specific level at our Patreon, uh, Patreon slash Call to Action, uh, you are able to submit questions for Chill to Action and all of that good stuff. So thank you so much. I'm gonna hand this over to Kelsey. 
All right. Well, thank you so much to our patrons for sending these awesome questions. The first one I'm going to ask is from Jeff Altman. Uh, one of the things I'm most curious about is how the financials work between on-air donations, the Patreon, and the partnership with Skybound. Within what you feel can be shared, how do these help support the day-to-day -day operations? And besides just signing up for Patreon or increasing our own patronage, uh, what other ways are there to help support? And what other avenues have you explored to grow the network even more? Phenomenal question. Um, and I think it goes back to what I said earlier uh, t today in the, in the interview was that uh, it, it's with the partnership with Skybound, I, I, I was able to get a, a whole new team. Uh, I was able to get a, a head of production. I was able to get producers. I was able to get, um, uh, you know, um, editors and and people that year. But I was also able to get a whole bunch of new salaries um, with that. So, yes, I was able to get those things. But what people don't understand, it's not just like, oh, yeah, you're with Skybound now. They're going to give you money and then yay for you. It's like, you, you know, guess what? They're, they're putting in money that they want to get back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, that's, that's, the, that's the part of it. And it's like they're, they're giving you in employees. They're giving you these things, though. So when, when it, everything that is, that is happening, whether it's the, the donations, whether it's the, the Patreon, whether it's all this stuff, it's, it's for us to be able to build um, and be able to get more people in, to be able to create more shows, but be able to, um, like I said before, mar like we need to market more. We need to eventually, when we're able to, we we want it. Like you have to be able for all the stuff that we do, whether it's the pay per views, and you've got to be able to, like any business, you got to be able to make a profit. And when you're not doing live events. And when and 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 speaking of which, when you're doing live events, live events with traveling and all that. So what we need to do is not something that you guys can particularly help with. We we need we need a full time like a full year to five year sponsor. Like you know we have we've been lucky with with the SEN and, and other places to get some sponsorships, but they're not. It's not like these yearly kind of overall. Like if you have like a. a, a you know, first the brand I think of Nike presents the movie trivia schmodown. You know, that's that's going to set us up for a long time. You know what I mean? So like those types of things, um, as far as what people can do, joining the Patreon at the ten dollar level, if you are a fan of it and you have the means to it, that is absolutely something that is um, it's it's super helpful and super important for the growth of the league but sharing it telling your friends about it talking about it letting people know about the show itself and 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 uh, let it because it's it's hard at first for people to say well i don't really know how to explain like what the schmodown is when you think about it it's like what if movie trivia was a sport well this is a sport um you know if you combine the wwe with the ufc and jeopardy that's the movie trivia schmodown if you want to see what esports has become this is what the movie trivia schmodown uh, aspires to it it's it's the it's competitive movie trivia it's not bar trivia it's like watch one of these things watch what these people do watch how these people are mental athletes and you will be and and for those people you don't have to be a movie fan to i know there's a lot of people who were friends of mine that came to New York and they're not massive movie fans. They just wanted to watch Dan Merle answer questions because they were like, how does he do it? Um, in the same way that you watch somebody uh, catch a catch, jump and catch a touchdown in the, in the end zone. How do they do that? How are they able to do that? Same way you see someone hit like a massive home run. How in the world were they able to do that? It's the same thing with our guys, you know, it's like, and girls and it's, it's so, the that's that's kind of how the financials work because it's like it's it's a business and right now we need to expand the audience we need to get more people in 
and we need to and we need to get rid of the people who still don't understand that it's not schmo, just schmoes no anymore. I like it a lot better when you and Mark were just reviewing Father Rocky posters. Then go back in time, go to the DeLorean <laughs> and watch all of those things because that's not what this is anymore. It's like everybody and their mother does movie reviews now. I don't want to just do that. I'll do movie reviews still, but that's not what this is. I want to like. You can find other channels that talk about movie news. You can find other channels that do movie reviews. You can't find any other channels that do what the Schmodown does. You can't. Um, you can find other trivia shows, but you can't find the Schmodown anywhere else. And that's why, you know, it's like people who are going to be stubborn and go, oh, I'm not going to watch that because it's not Schmoes. No, then, you, then you're not then, then you're not really doing yourself a, a favor because this is a unique product. And, and we're excited to, to, to bring in the, the new year. Very much so. Very cool. All right. Our next question comes from Weston Iroh. Will there be an award at some point for off-screen talent like Nerd Chronic, Dwayne, and Megan, for instance? And not an award, but because it's like it's there's that's you know it's like you don't give awards to when when you're doing the Oscars and it's like hey we're gonna give an award to the to the editors who did an incredible job tonight here we're gonna give an award to the producers of the show here tonight. It's it, no, not for not for that, but it's like the what Eric has done is it, Eric single-handedly kept the Schmodown's flavor alive this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to, what I'm, I want to employ Eric for as long as I can and, and reward him that way. You know, that's, that, that's, that's how I want to be able to do it because like there's certain, like, so it was going to be, there was someone else that I had prepped for the Yodi award this year. Um, and then it was, obvious to me it had to be smash um and and not only for the obvious that's going on with him but for for what because because he's not coming back yet and i wanted to honor what he was able to do in his short stint in the schmodown so um and it's it's the the yodi award is was built out for players and on-camera personalities and things of that nature so when it comes to uh like producers and and uh writers it, it's it, and and all and the editors it's it's always going to be something where it's i will shout them out from the heavens at every live event on on the facebook page on to to their faces um but it, to, to giving a, an award prob- probably probably not in the future okay. yeah Buy them drinks at live events, guys. Buy them all the drinks at live events. Yes. <laughs> and I want to make it very clear: without people like Megan and Eric, and the shows, the show doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't have its flavor. Doesn't have its vibe. Um, but it's like there's the the awards are made are are they're just not made for that. The, the awards themselves are made for the for the competitors and everything else too. Because then at that point, it's like, okay, I'm also going to give producer of the year and I'm going to give executive of the year. And I'm going to, you know, because there's so many other people that do things in the Schmodown that you guys don't know about. Like, you know about Eric because he's so damn good and he's so talented that we say, you know, hey, it's uh, how about how about designer of the year with Brian Ward, you know, and like how and and also like uh, Kim Bowden, who who is who has to manage both, you know, Eric and Michael. And so managing editor of the year, it's like there's there's so much just because Eric is is known and loved and what he's done. That's why uh, rightfully so he gets the love that he does. That makes sense. Very much so. All right. Next question is also from Weston asking, will the Snyder Cut be counted as a movie for the MTS? Um, I believe it will be. That's one of the conversations that I think is for Inner Geekdom this year is the, the Lord of the Rings extended cuts are going to be counted inside of Inner Geekdom. And so is that the, the there's a streaming there's a streaming conversation that is that is part of the rule book. And I figure what what constitutes it because most 
movies this year are going to be streaming anyway so we have to figure out like for new releases what what we include the competitors would would be um would would be no, would be told which movies I think it is, and so certain certain cuts and extended cuts are included in inner geekdom and, and other things. So yeah, it, I believe the Snyder cut will be. It was discussed, so I think it will be. Yeah, there was there was talk about including the Mandalorian and Star Wars. Is that not possible? This, not, not this year. year. Um, I think that I think eventually we'll get there. I think that when we call it, um, we're probably just going to have to call it instead of the movie trivia showdown. It'll probably just be called the at one point the Star Wars showdown when we have like its own division or something. Because like it, it if we can, because right now it's still part of the movie trivia showdown, you know, right. and, and and so it's it really is just about the movies and you can recycle questions from the ten movies. But the problem is that. With the MCU, they're continuing to kind of build out movies, and there's 20 some odd movies. Uh, with Star Wars, only 10, so you're going to run out eventually. So I think that I think starting in 2022, we'll most likely add all the shows and probably add Clone Wars and Rebels and everything too. But we'll we'll do similar to what we did with the when we had the managers vote on either 10 players or 12. We're going to have like the Star Wars players, like probably who that are in the division at the time, vote on it. All right. Uh, next question, also from Weston, is what are the two worst decisions you've ever seen a manager make? <laughs> oh, man. uh, the worst decisions? It's so hard for me to think of all this stuff. Um, oh, I hate to throw her under the bus. Uh, giving giving uh, Alonzo Duralde uh, f festival darlings. Just it, it, all, all that was was the it, it just was Kate not knowing and I, I gave Kate a lot of love the other day and I stand by it. Everyone talks about how like there was all these rookies rookie managers. There was only really one rookie manager and it was Kate because Shannon has been playing with Mike and has been around the game for quite a while, right? Um, yeah. Winston was a player. Coy was a player. Kate was thrown into being a manager. She was thrown into it. It was she was supposed to be, and then something else was going to happen. She wasn't going to be because I wasn't sure if Sam was going to come in. And when Sam was like, "Okay, I, I mean, I need you." After all, she said, "No worries, no problem." Then, then Emma decided she wasn't going to do it this season. And I was like, "Kate, I do need another manager." Um, and she's like, "I'm in." So she knew nothing about the game except the fact she had been to a free for all or something too. So it, it, none of them knew that Alonzo Duralde is a killer when it comes to. Festival Darlings. I remember being in the studio and I was like, oh, they got him an opponent's choice. And they go, Festival Darlings. And I went, oh my God. And I went like this. I was like, it's over. I turned to someone. I said, you know, I said, I said, they're going to win. I was like, holy crap. They're going to, because that was a big upset at the time. And I was like, they're going to win. I was like, that was a crucial error. So that was a big one. Um, the other one, it was, had to have been something Tom did. I just don't know what. Uh, <laughs> I have to think about it. I'd have to think about it, but there's uh, my, I mean, it's not necessarily a manager move. It's just one of my favorite, the funniest thing I've ever seen to this day. I guess on the laughing side of it, I watched it about a month ago. Have you guys ever watched when he played Matt Nost? Oh yeah. Yes. It's so good. Like he, he, he's in the middle of, I think he says Ch Chaswick, uh, Chaswick Bosman. And, and then he, yeah. and I, what? I go, what did you write? No, no, no. It's Damien Chazelle. I go, what did you write there? I go, Damien, and, and he fumbles it and throws it on the floor by accident. And it's like, I just, Campy and I just start burst out laughing. And it's like, oh, it's so great. So I'll just, I'll just say that because, because, uh, right. <laughs> oh, Matt knows it's like the perfect foil for him, too. So oh. good. Try uh -oh. wit. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. I and then the last it. question, I do too. 
Uh, the last question we have from patrons is from Darren Wright. He says, uh, who do you think would make a great future manager other than the obvious abatements, et cetera? And do you have anything to say to the current list of retired players? Do I have anything to say to the retired players? Thank you. I guess um, they, you know, those are the ones who really helped build it. You know, there are a lot of legends who retired and, and there's certain people that I, I, I always cross my fingers that they'll come back. Um, there's some that I think that will, and there's some that I think probably won't, won't ever, but they'll be on the desk. Um, but as far as uh, what was the part the first part, Kelsey, I'm sorry. Um, who do you think would be a great future manager other than the obvious, such as Bateman and Roca? I think guy would be pretty good. I think Andrew guy would be good. I think Andrako would be good. Um, I think Clark Wolf would be really good if she wanted to, if she was able to do it, do it time-wise. I think Janine would be really good, actually. I think Janine is, uh, I think she had her one chance when she, uh, she managed, who did she manage? Guy and, and McQueenie, I think. And I think she was just kind of thrown yeah. into it, a little overwhelmed at that time. But I think that, I think that if she really cracked into it, I think she'd be pretty good. I think Video Drew actually would be pretty good, too, to be a good manager. So those, those are ones that I think would be good. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yep, that's it for Patreon questions. That's our Patreon questions. Yeah. Sweet. That is it, y'all. Oh my goodness, I can't believe we did this. Uh, I can't. We did it. Yay! So shout out to everyone that is hanging out with us inside of the chat right now. Like I said, this is pre-recorded, so uh, some of us might be in there showing you some love. We are showing all of you some love. So thank you so much for spending time with us. And again, to the commissioner, Christian Harloff. Thank you for coming in and hanging out with us on this. Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> Christian, do you, do we need to tell anyone in this audience where to find you? It probably in my kitchen after this, making a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no. Billy Belford, where, where can the good people find you at my good sir? Uh, Billy, you're muted. Oh, me. Oh, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can find me at Mr. Billy Belford on Twitter. I'm back on there again for the moment um, until I quit that crap all over again. But yeah, and uh, you know, you can find me on a, uh, there. There you go. <laughs> My sweet love, Kelsey Kirkland. All right, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Miss Quinkins on Instagram. That's my cosplay page. And of course, you can always find me here on Called Action Live and Called Action, well, Chilled Action every weekend. Uh, Paul and Schwartz News on Twitter. You can find me on. Uh, Chilled action every week. Sometimes I'm called action live. I also find me on Action Industries. I'm usually on Ben and Drew's programming, producing from behind the scenes. Sometimes on the screen, and sometimes on Root of the Question, which is the was the most controversial first episode of a Schmodown show in the history. Of the uh, second one was a little more. Second one, second one was good. I watched it like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was, doing, I was on my, I should have been on my octus looking at Twitter at the same time as the show is going on. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, I hung out later on with PJ Campbell. I hung out with him later on. He watched the show like in front of me when I was like talking. I'm like, mm, this is gonna be. Mm. Yeah, no, second one, the second one was good. I thought the second one was was it, it's a it's a very good idea for the for the show in general about what it what it was. It just uh, is the first the first one when not told about it from anybody it went off like a fart in an elevator. <laughs> Bischoff saying back in the day, but uh, <laughs> all right. And uh, Danny, want to talk about our, our Patreon? 
yeah, you. we started Patreon. You can go and find it. The link is going to be inside of the description. I can't ever say that word. It's patreon.com slash call to action, just like that. Uh, you can find us there, and you can also find me, your girl, Denny Joy, on Twitter at D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y. You can also find me here every Sunday hanging out with my favorite co-host right over there. So uh, thank you all so much again for hanging out with us. Give your puppies a belly rub for me. Love you all so much. And as always, team, we salute you. Join the tribute movie trivia showdown Patreon and the SEN Live Patreon. Those will also be in the description. So other than that, uh, oh, take yeah. care, guys. And thank Rumble. you. Yeah. Peace,